0: Welcome to this episode of The Unnoticed Show. Today, I am talking to a man who I've known for now 20-odd years, one of my favorite people, Rich Robinson, who is a god to me and is actually calling us from Bali, the island of the gods. Rich Robinson, welcome to The Unnoticed Show.
1: Jim James, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. I was I was about to um, kind of scold you. I was like, I know you want to be cool on this podcast, but calling it very awkwardly un. Not iced? Like I guess cool mistaking. <laughs> so you're calling it unnot. And then you I was like, oh, unnoticed.
0: Unnoticed. Yeah. And for all the <laughs> dyslexic guests out there, Richard Robertson, we call him R2. Uh, because the mine is like R2, D2 is a machine. He's such a hard worker. Uh, and Rich, you've been an entrepreneur, you know, for your whole life. Tell us about what you do, but also how you've built businesses and how you've got noticed so that other entrepreneurs around the world can learn from you how you've done this amazing job of moving from America to Asia and building multiple businesses. Over to you.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Uh, so, yeah. So we've known each other for, you know, coming on three decades now. And uh, we first met in Hong Kong and that's where I started my career. And indeed, I've had a, a string of startups that I've been part of. I am part of the uh, mentally ill, the entrepreneurial <laughs> Uh, community and you and I started the first chapter of the entrepreneurs organization in Beijing together. So we know that EO is kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous for entrepreneurs, right? <laughs> Blow That's out a right. candle. Hi, I'm Richard Robinson. I'm a yeah entrepreneur right? and uh long suffering entrepreneur. And uh, you know, the default setting is failure. And uh the road along the path to failure is absolutely treasure, treacherous and miserable much of the time. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? So if, <laughs> if the most likely outcome is failure and it's pretty miserable along the way, then you better have you know a pretty terrific attitude and look at it as a way to uh, build up your skills, experience, and network and kind of as a vocation uh, along the way. So I've always been such a keen student of uh, entrepreneurship and just tried to take you know from the ashes uh, whatever I could from uh, each uh, venture and, and bring it to the next. And one thing that I brought from venture to venture is this uh, really high leverage uh, insight that I got when I when I first started my career in the mid '90s in Hong Kong, uh, which was uh, being in industry groups. So it is such an incredibly powerful way to, especially when you're starting off your career. But 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 also even later in your career as you enter. Uh, new areas. Like right now I'm very involved in web 3.0, which is, you know, quote unquote on chain, like blockchain and gaming and, uh, the play to earn space. So, you know, there's a completely new frontier and I'm doing what, uh, what I did, you know, almost uh, 30 years ago, which is I'm starting like an industry group where mm-hmm. bring like-minded people together. Um, and I have, a, I have a young person. I was the young person before, who's helping me to organize that. They pull the sled, they do all the work, and uh, bring in you know terrific speakers. And those speakers uh, uh, come together uh, with uh, the participants of this networking event. And it's all going to come back in person. People love to press the flesh. And if you wanted to, you know, really make a make a name for yourself, and you're in kind of a hub. Say you're in London or Beijing or a place where there are a, a lot of like-minded people in whatever industry you're in, then you kind of um, you 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 find out, you know, two or three things that you can cross over. Like for instance, let's you know start a um, a networking event in London for people that are interested in e-commerce from China, right? Or right. you know let's uh, let's start some sort of uh, event in in Singapore. That's um, around uh, social media for uh, business to business, right? And then you bring, you, you start a, a newsletter, or social media, you get in uh, expert speakers, and you do a fireside chat, because a fireside chat is the biggest cheat. It's kind of like a panel. But you're the moderator, and they don't have to prepare it all. And you just say, "Hey, what are maybe the two or three talking points you'd like to do? Talk about their story, story, their journey, what they're working on now. You know, where they see a few things going uh, in the future." And uh, and then you open it up for Q and A from the audience. And through that, what you do is you bring together a whole group of people from the industry who are very grateful for that. Um, You become kind of a node in the industry you get to be well-known, oh, you must be an expert because you're pulling together people around this specific topic. And, you know, kind of most importantly is you get to connect with like super senior people who are really making stuff happen and you get to, you know, really bond with them one-on-one and be with them, you know, on stage and kind of open up opportunities for them. And I'll stop there. Well, that's fantastic.
0: So when I went from Singapore to... Beijing, I called you and we had lunch and then all of a sudden kind of like the whole of Beijing opened up. You're like the Uber connector. So you've used that strategy to great effect. What about for entrepreneurs that are maybe a little bit more shy? Because you've got the ability to stand up. In fact, you even do stand-up comedy, Rich. What about for people that, you know, they say that's great, Rich, to be a connector and facilitate?
1: Bullshit. I call (laughs) bullshit. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. Bullshit. That's bullshit. That's an excuse. You're hiding behind something. It's like it's like you can bring out your inner extrovert and just be up there. You can practice, right? That's the thing, is people are like, oh, I can't be like you. Like, like you look at Steve Jobs in the early days. He was a lousy presenter. He was lousy, right? And 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 I I'll tell, t- I'll tell you about a, a common friend we have, Benjamin Joff. Remember Benjamin? Yes, I Christian, remember ben Joff. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, like I would you know and I've talked about this publicly and I I love the man right I really do he started something called Mobile Monday yes and I asked me yeah. he asked me to be the first speaker and he was a bag of like ticks and you know just uh, uh awkwardness and he was he was painful to watch right when he was introducing me he didn't think that he had to do that right and uh, he'd just never been up on stage before and he's he's a little a little introverted but he's got you know a really you know um You know, great uh, personality. And I would go so far as to say that he may be the best presenter on planet Earth when it comes to uh, hardware startups. You just need to get out there and do it more. And the fact is, most of the time, people fail before they even start a company and people fail before they even get up on stage. The number one fear of people is not, you know, cancer. It's speaking in front of an audience, which means to wit that if you are giving a eulogy at a funeral, then statistically you would much rather be in the box than behind (laughs) the podium. Right? That's right. That's ridiculous. And I can tell you that the number one problem public speaking is not people judging you and just dissecting you and looking at you in such a you know snide just cynical way, it's that blue light on their face because they don't give a shit. They're not even listening to you. You've lost them already, right? And uh, that's the problem, is that you have to be you times two, and you have to learn how to sell. If you're an entrepreneur and you're like, I can't do this. It's because you haven't done it enough. You have to sell to your investors, to people you're recruiting, to your customers, to your partners. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, you have to sell to your boss. You have to get budget. You have to, you know, you have to sell to your family, right? You have to learn how to persuade people and to be able to tell a story. And it's like a soft skill that I push really, really hard in the um, MBA program that I teach at, and uh, it's uh, it's super important. It's it's incredibly important, and it's a learned skill. There are so many learned skills. The other big learned skill is shit's going wrong because it's going to go wrong. It's supposed to go wrong and just staying completely calm as an entrepreneur. And I think the other thing about deep in yourself, it's a learned skill.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a great one about not limiting yourself, but also about the value of preparation. When I do media training for clients, we can see within half a day, the improvement in performance just by people having prepared what yes. they want to say and what messages they want to get uh, in front of the audience. So, Rich, mm. I think you're right to call bullshit on that. But also,
1: yeah. and, it, and it's, not, it's not even just preparation; it's deliberate practice. It's about you know filming yourself and watching yourself and having people tell you, uh, "You got to get rid of that tick, and you can't use that word repeatedly, and your body language is lousy, and your." your cadence of your voice is lousy and you completely, you know, talk, you know, every second when you're up there, because you don't want to actually have any silence whatsoever, because then you would be able, you know, to actually realize that you're naked on stage and the void of your existence and, you know, the meaningless of life is all comes at you, right? Whereas actually one of the most powerful things to say when you are speaking to an audience Is nothing. People look up you like when you're when you get comfortable and you're like on the edge of a stage and you're in front of a thousand people, five thousand people, which I often do as an MC at the Web Summit in Lisbon, and you get up on stage and you throw some energy out there and then you say nothing, then you. you and you can see, uh, you know, twenty percent of the audience like look up or like give you more attention. Right? It's it's actually an incredibly powerful tool um, when you really want to make an impact. And there and there are so many ways to improve that. Executives, entrepreneurs, like you don't learn it in school. You don't really you don't really learn it unless you join Toastmasters. And even then, you know, uh, people quit that when they hit a certain uh, plateau. It's something that is so incredibly powerful. Like, what are you doing? To just have one percent improvement in your public speaking, uh, to yeah. you know really make a big impact, and like that's how you become comfortable doing that. It's not any sort of you know innate
0: gift. Yeah, I think it's a really good point that as well. That it's the practice, right? That you got to keep doing it. Now, Rich, from a practical point of view, if someone is going to think about becoming a sort of a node or a facilitator. Should they do that on their own or should they partner with other people? What's your experience and best practice there?
1: One of the most powerful things that I've done is once you collect enough of those speakers, then maybe, you know, what you can do is, oh, wow, there's a industry luminary coming into town and you somehow reach out to them and say, hey, I have, um, you know, six people in London or Singapore and I can pull them together to have dinner with you. And they can give you insights into the industry. And then you go to those people and like, hey, you know what? So-and-so is coming into town. And like, they, they're they really interested to meet with everybody. That's super high impact. And you're just the facilitator of that. I started doing that a lot more. And that became incredibly powerful. But public speaking, I mean, the worst part of public speaking is when you have to create some sort of bespoke um, presentation. Like that, that's terrible. Because then it just takes a lot of time, and oftentimes it's the first time that you're giving it, and it's, um, you know, it doesn't work so great, right? And you don't want to just give your sales pitch. So if you can, if you can maybe build something up where you have some sort of meat, like I can talk about our industry, but with only maybe giving one slide about your company, or maybe no slide, and you're just offering kind of meat to the audience. But you can practice kind of like stand-up comedy, where you do smaller gigs, and then you do the stadium show after you practice. That that's one. The the, the next one that's a little more challenging, um, but um, you know it's actually okay, is to be a moderator um, of a of a panel because then you have to coordinate with all the panelists. But the, but the hack there is to. Um, This is what you want to do. If you're early on in your career, you go to an event and you say, Hey, I want to put a panel together of this sexy, new, interesting angle in the industry. And I suggest these speakers and I'll be the moderator and here's the topics. So then, uh, that's, that's juicy. If you're putting together an event, you're what you really, the the, the most expensive thing in an event is an empty seat. So you're organizing an event. You're like, ah, I got to get people to the event. I got to get sponsors. I got all the logistics. And then you may not even know what's going on in the industry. And for you to give them that kind of meat, like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put together this panel for you. That's sexy. And then now you can go to those people and say, Hey, I have a slot at this big event and I would like you to be a, a, a panelist. And they're like, I don't know you, but I know that event. That's great. And then all you do is you ask everybody, all the three people in the, and the four people in the panel, three or four is the most, you shouldn't have five, two's too few, I think. Right. Or you do one-on-one as a fireside chat. What would you like? What what are the what are the three talking points that you'd like to you know that you'd like to get over that are not about your company but are about you know really interesting in the industry? And then the thing is, is that it's not when you when you're moderating a panel, it's not like little league where everybody has to play. Not everybody has to answer the question. The shittiest thing in a panel is I totally agree with what she said, and uh, I would just like to you know it's like uh, we're, we're not here to like make everybody agree. We're here to give meat to the audience. Right. So, okay. You two have answered that. Let's go, let's, let's switch gears. And matter of fact, you don't have to be an expert. You have to be really good at just keeping it like interesting and snappy. And, you know um, and then um, you know, being a panelist is, is, is a little bit easier because then you can just kind of show up and as long as you are prepared well um, and then you can do a fireside chat or you could, you know, if you're, if you're big enough, you can actually be in the fireside chat, but then there's emceeing events and that's my hack because that's the easiest. All you got to do is show up and go, good evening, Lisbon, or hello, Amsterdam. Hello, <laughs> Singapore, right? Oh my God, do we have a lineup for you today? You know, our yeah. first speaker is so-and-so from whatever, and like all you do, and like if you're really flexible and you're comfortable on stage and you bring energy, and then at the end you go, that was such a great insight, that ties into what our panel said yesterday, and you you just give some color and some industry insight and a joke and just some energy, and you don't have to prepare for shit because they just give you a clipboard and you just, you just bring it. But then you're in the speaker's room. But yeah. most importantly is that if you're at a big enough event, this is what I found at the Web Summit in Lisbon, I got a 5,000 person stage. I'm meeting people who don't go to the speaker's room, who show up just to be on that stage. And they're in the back for 15 minutes before the show. And now I'm sitting down next to them and go, Hey, how are you? I'm the, I'm the MC. Um, I'm going to introduce you on stage. Yeah. Um. Oh, can I have your business card? Cause I really like to be able to say your name properly. And like, yeah, you know, I just a little background. I'm based in Beijing. I'm a serial entrepreneur here. And you know what? I'd love to say something on stage to introduce you that, that you would be too embarrassed to say, but it would be kind of fun, like a philanthropy that you support or Maybe you climbed a mountain or maybe you did something really, you know, skydiving or something. Yeah. Right. I, I, I want, I want, and then, then you connect with them. Right. And like, like I've built up like Qualtrics, they got sold to SAP for $8 billion and the two founders were on stage and they're like, our third founder is moving to Beijing. And, uh, uh, can we put you in touch with him? And I was like, of course. Right. And then like, I helped yeah. him land in Beijing and I became friends with him. And like, you know, just like small things like that. I really, really suggest to go to principles. You, um, There's a great book called Principles by Ray Dalio, must read. If you don't have the time to read it, check out his 30 minute video on YouTube where he summarizes the whole book in a very high end um, animation. Same animation is used for Principles You and Principles Us, which he just launched this week. And uh, Principles You is a personality test. And you really need that, one really needs to understand one's strengths and then quadruple down on your strengths. If you look at my three strengths, I'm an inspirer. Um, I'm a uh, entertainer and I'm an impresario. Mm. So I probably, I probably shouldn't even have been an entrepreneur, but, but I'm. I'm like, <laughs> yeah,
0: one of those three yeah, was an I, entrepreneur. But, 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 I,
1: but I, but I, but I use all of uh, all of those skills to, you know, um, really promote my companies and promote my personal brand, and you know, that's a that's an important thing. And one of the things that you and
0: I did, which you did so well, was uh, EO the Entrepreneur Organization. So it's also possible to find an organization that doesn't exist in your market, your town, your country, and offer to set that up, right? I remember with Mobile Monday, for example, uh, I think, and then Web Wednesday, of course, was coming from Europe. So if you don't have the passion or maybe the confidence to set up a a whole group, you can always take a group that exists somewhere else, right, and offer to be the host of that and take almost like being a
1: a franchisee. If you happen to be in crypto or um, blockchain there's a group that I'm involved. I'm, I'm running the Bali uh, chapter. It's called Off Chain. Uh, instead of On Chain, it's Off Chain because it's it's in in person. And that started by John Hakeem, who I right. started this group called the uh, I&I with back in the day. Yes, and, I remember. You know, we, 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 we had 30 people coming once a month to have drinks. Then we had a speaker come and we had 100 people show up. And then we had this entrepreneur from China show up, small company, 50 people. He was super dynamic. We had 350 people show up to that event. And, uh, that was Jack Ma, yeah, you know, the richest man in China, but that was, that was in, in 99, 2000. And he yeah. showed up to that event. And, uh, we also had, you know, Charles Zhang, the founder of Sohu and all these other great, great yeah. speakers. Right. And um, I
0: remember, yeah. And we had, uh, in the, year we had the founder of, uh, Yoku come along. So Rich, if people want to find out more about you and your energy and also as an MC or otherwise, how can they find out about you?
1: Yeah, so uh, I you can follow me on LinkedIn um, in slash Richard Robinson and also you know Twitter Richard Robinson. Uh, Yeah, you want to email me? It's uh, richrob at gmail. Uh, And I'm uh, I'm happy to uh, to connect. I'm always a keen connector and kind of a good egg in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Twenty four years in China. I'm now in Bali, connecting China to Southeast Asia, and I'm, I'm writing my first book and starting my first podcast. It's called At the Speed of China, like at the speed of light. My thesis is that four years outside of China is a year in China. Uh, So 20 years, a generation is a half decade in China. That's how fast things are moving.
0: Robinson, joining me from the island of the gods. Thank you so much for, as always, your wisdom, your energy, and your friendship. Thanks, buddy.
1: You too, man. Love and good vibes.
0: Love and good vibes to you and yours. All the best. Thank you so much for listening to us on the Unnoticed show today. Obviously, Rich Robinson is... Someone who is very much noticed. And, uh, and now that he's got over the, the typo in the unnoticed entrepreneur uh, name, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of him. All right. Thank you so much for listening.